Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of random, funny content picked from around the web, like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. The podcast is taken right from our Uncle Reddit YouTube channel and placed here for those of you who prefer to listen to the stories without having the need for text on the screen. I upload several times each week, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the fat guy with the beard telling stories. Welcome back to the channel, guys. As you may or may not know, three days a week we do Tales from Tech Support, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But if there's something else you'd like to see or hear, uh, let me know in the comments down below. I think I'm going to start adding more malicious compliance. I keep talking about it, but I got I to gotta get at least one or two more days of uploads here, and uh, there's definitely plenty of those to add. I like doing the Tales from Tech Support because not a lot of people do those, and you guys have been really great and receptive to these, so... Eh. Alright, let's read something. You want Linux? Happy to oblige. School, which happens to be my alma mater. Alma mater? Whatever. Placed an order for five desktop computers in early December. Distributor punted the order off to the SS SLL work for. Had a quick meeting with the school, who informed us they are clearing out a small area in the library for uses a second print location and decided that it wasn't worth expanding Windows licenses or paying for a new printer in such a small room. So the computers will have Ubuntu 20.04 and LibreOffice installed and the printer is a very old one that they yanked out from some other department. I was about to object when the manager quietly put his hand on my leg and gave me the we'll discuss this later look. Isn't that sexual harassment? Once the meeting was over, I unloaded into him. My school has assignment templates that use heavy formatting guaranteed to break LibreOffice. I experienced them firsthand. That old printer's drivers were published during the Ubuntu 16.xx and Debian 8 era with no guarantee to work on newer versions, and the central watchdog which formats the computers and re-images a clean copy of the OS every Friday evening has no Linux version. When classes resume in 2022, hell will break loose, so why put ourselves in this situation? His response was for me to do as they want and let them dig their own grave. So I did just that. Made sure Cups, the proprietary printer driver, and LibreOffice were installed. Packed up the desktops and sent them on their way. Forgot all about the matter until my manager called me into his office last Thursday to inform me that the school's IT department got swamped with enough complaints about broken assignment formatting and printing issues that they closed off the new room and decided to re-image the computers with Windows and Office but only after confirming with my manager that we will still honor the service contract. Sure we will, and perhaps next time the school board will know better than to trust some upstarts about jumping onto an alternative OS just to save a few coins on Windows and Office licenses without doing their homework. Yeah, listen, I know a lot of people who love Linux, think Linux is the best thing out there and the best thing ever, and it might be for individual users or a small office environment, something like that, but... For anything school-related, it's either got to be Windows or Mac OS-based. Otherwise, you just run into a whole big mess. In fact, I've got a couple old laptops that I'm not willing to let go of right now, and I'm thinking at least one of them would do great with Linux. I'm just not sure what I want to do with it yet. So, hey, any ideas for, you know, six, seven-year-old laptops running Linux, what you guys would do with them, let me know. You never know. Initially, I wanted to complain about Teams getting my users confused when I asked for TeamViewer, but I've decided to write a story I've been avoiding for a while, mostly because I found it hard to convey the proper emotions. 
This is a story about an office in the middle of nowhere. I've had more consistent contact with this office than anywhere else in the company, having done over 40 tickets for them. There are two secretaries, and one has always been better at the job than the other. She's headstrong, remembers how to do a shift plus restart, does so before she calls in with technical issues and has never needed me to repeat an instruction. She's one of the few users whose name I choose to remember rather than being forced through bad experiences. Ring ring. Me. Helldesk. This is Absinthe. How may I help you? Dorothy. It doesn't work. Me. What doesn't work? Dorothy. The stuff I'm trying to do. Me. May I have your username and PIN? User verified. Me. Dorothy. It's been a hot second. How have you been? Dorothy. The thing isn't working. I need it to work. Please. Me. Okay, just give me a moment and I'll try to see what's going on. Thankfully, SCCM works in these offices and I avoid another fiasco of TeamViewer that drags these stories out to even greater length. What I see is the user attempting to save a PDF from Edge by right-clicking where the prompt would appear in IE. Backstory to that. Our website, where a lot of forms and contracts are stored, is made of chewing gum and dog spit. <laughs> so for the last six months or so, PDFs can only be saved directly from Edge and not in Internet Explorer and Chrome, at least not without significant workarounds. I click on contract.pdf13 and hit save as. Dorothy, how'd you do that? Me, Dorothy, my hit save. Dorothy, that's not what SEC2 does. Why is it different? At this point, Dorothy's breathing gets a lot heavier, close to hyperventilating as her voice begins to waver. Me, hey, we've got this. Let's just take a breath in and out. I know you've got this. We hashed this out a few months ago. Click where it says contract.pdf13. Good. Now click save as. Dorothy. I don't know what you're doing. What's going on? Why doesn't this look like Sec2's work? Make it look like Sec2's work. <laughs> Me. Uh, am I talking to Sec2? This feels more like a Sec2 call than a Dorothy call. Note. I absolutely messed up here from a service standpoint, but when I get to know my users, I get to know them. And across 40 tickets, I have rapport with both Dorothy and Sec2. Dorothy and I make fun of Sec2 for not knowing how the ghosts in the machine work their magic. Sec2 and I make fun of Dorothy for always being rigid with the rules and having a bit of a stick up her butt, and arguing with me when I change her workflow to counteract the glitch. Dorothy starts bawling into the phone. What words I can make out are self-deprecating remarks about how stupid she feels and how everything is wrong. After a few minutes, I tell her that I'll talk to Sec2 and figure out what's going on. That seems to calm her down somewhat. I ask her to transfer me and the call drops. When I call back into the office, it sends me to Sec2. Sec2. Office in the middle of nowhere. This is Sec2. How may I direct your call? Me. Sec2, this is Absence with Help Desk. Is everything okay? Dorothy seems really, really off. Sec 2. Oh, this is her first day back in the office after a while. Poor thing had a stroke. Me. She had a stroke and she's coming to work? Sec 2. She's got to support her therapy costs. Another note. I've had two uncles that have suffered strokes. Masters in their field reduced to absolute husks. Literally five years of therapy before coherent words and thoughts were put together. It's been 15 years since and they can hold conversations now, but it's very clear that these are not the men I once knew. That's my colored bias on strokes, so it's absolutely shocking to me that she's even functional. Me. That's absolutely awful. I don't... I'm just going to compartmentalize that. She seems to be having issues with saving documents and wants to do it the way you are. Can you show me? Sec2 shows me what she's doing. 
which is a much more complex way of saving the contract PDFs through Internet Explorer. Though the thing that clicks for me is when the download prompt appears in the bottom middle of her screen and she chooses her save destination. Dorothy's been copying Sec2 verbatim, and the disconnect was because the file prompts were in the bottom left of her Edge program. Me, thanks for showing me that, Sec2. I get what the problem is now. Can you transfer me back to Dorothy? Call failed. Call back. Sec2. Office in the mid- Sec2, what happened? Sec2. Dorothy. D dorothy When the light turns green, pick up the phone, okay, honey? Poor thing. Call transferred. Dorothy. Office in the middle of nowhere, this is Dorothy. Me. Dorothy, good news, I've figured out what's different. And if it's okay with you, I'd really like to get you back on the old way of saving files. Will you allow me to try? Dorothy. Hon, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Should I transfer you to Sec2? <laughs> oh my gosh. Me. Dorothy, it's absence with help desk. You need some help making stuff look like Sec2s? Dorothy. Oh, okay, thanks, hon. I attempted to get Dorothy back on track with my five-step workaround for Edge, rather than nine-step workaround for Internet Explorer, thinking that simpler would be easier on her. We went over every step, multiple times. I inflated the mouse to show her exactly what I was doing, but in the end it was just too much. She needed to watch Sec2 do it and then follow directly after, so I guess part of her personality stayed intact, in the worst of ways. Me. Okay, so we just have to right-click here and hit Save As. Nice. Okay, Dorothy, now it's your turn. Completely on your own, you've got this. The cursor shakes on her screen, attempting to go through the motions we just did without my prompting, but it stops dead with a sob. Dorothy. What's wrong with me? Why, why can't I do it? This isn't me. Why am I stupid? Stupid, stupid, stupid. Me. Dorothy, Dorothy. You're not stupid. You're not. You literally have a brain injury. You're functional. You're human. You're just not all together yet. It's only been three months. Three and you're back to work. That's superhuman in my eyes, Dorothy. Awful, but superhuman. Let's just get it set up like Sec 2. I'm sorry for pushing so hard. I haven't heard from Dorothy in a while. I'm hoping that the company didn't just cut her off, but I have my doubts. This is easily one of my most heartbreaking calls, and it shouldn't have happened. Yeah, that's a real shame, man. It's kind of horrible when you go through any kind of medical condition and then have to return to work and try to make things happen the way they did before. I've never had a stroke or a heart attack or anything like that, but like, you know, uh, I've had back injuries in the past and then to go back to doing construction, carpentry mostly, that I knew about, even doing supervision, you know, you got to stand on your feet all day and go up and down ladders, in and out of the job trailer, in and out of your truck, whatever. I know how daunting that can be. I can't even imagine if I lost bits and pieces of things that I know should work, but I just can't make them connect. Hopefully she's got it together. I'm glad OP's there to at least try to talk to her semi-human. I don't know what the rest of the office was like. Although it did sound like Sec2 really had some concern, so eh, maybe. Comprehension as an afterthought. We got a ticket from the warehouse that was essentially, we're trying to process a manifest, but the system says the order isn't released for shipping. I checked and the order had been deleted. It was gone. The warehouse guy had called the shipping system, SME, shortly after he logged the ticket, which was at the same time I discovered the order was gone. Fortunately, I was able to jump into the call and save the SME from doing any redundant research. Turns out that customer service had informed the warehouse the day before that the order was going to be canceled. So the warehouse guy had failed to take the appropriate action when CS told them the customer had canceled the order. Failed to do the most basic research into the status of the order based on a plain language error 
the manifest system had returned. Fortunately, our boss is getting as sick and tired of holding their hand as we are and doesn't squawk when we CC bosses on the polite, do your job better, responses to this type of, it never should have been a ticket, ticket. You know, a little common sense and some reading comprehension goes a long way in these situations, especially when they were told the day before that it was going to happen. The project manager who didn't know why I was there, despite telling him, oh god, another one. I posted this as a reply to another Tales from Tech Support post about crappy project managers and someone suggested I make it a standalone post. I worked as an IT consultant for 25 years, never had a PM that was worth a dime. A few years back I was on a project working at a casino. My PM was terrible. We butted heads constantly and he never assigned me work because he just didn't understand my value and never took the time to look at what my skills were. I tried repeatedly to educate him. We were in a fixed price contract, so the faster we got done, the more profitable the job was for our employer. We had to make changes to 20k AD contracts from Singapore and another 20k contracts from Macau. PM priced it out as needing three people for four months or four people for three months. I'm a scripting expert and had it completed in 20 minutes. <laughs> His tone did change a bit after that when he realized why I was put on the project team. So those of you in the U.S. may remember when... And they, I think they still do it to a certain point, but when Sears did more than just sell things in a department store and online, I'm not talking back in the Sears catalog days when you could buy a house and they'd ship it to you. I'm talking later than that, but um, I ran, I helped run an office out of Pennsylvania for a Sears authorized company. We basically were a contractor for Sears and we provided roofs, garage doors, entry doors, fences, things like that. There was another, like a competitor, but we didn't do the same tasks who did kitchens and baths. Anyway, one of our salespeople sold a screen door replacement job. Tear out the old one, they sold him the new one, now we have a crew come to install it. The salesperson and the dispatcher put down for a whole day for the tear out and installation of one screen door, one storm door. This guy worked by himself and had it done in two hours and then complained to me because he had the rest of the day with no work. And these, and these two, the salesperson and the dispatcher, were around long enough to know that a screen door is generally, we put, I think our window was like three hours, just in case he ran into some trouble or something like that. They easily could have gotten him two of those jobs and a callback or something else, sometimes even three jobs. Some of these guys would work, you know, 10, 12 hours a day on their own for four days and then take three-day weekends. But, yeah, I mean, just got to pay attention. A total CF. I have a feeling that stands for cluster you-know-what. Public school IT here. This morning I get an email from my boss. The email is from a principal whining about how they aren't on the first wave of smart board replacements. The boards are being replaced with clear-touch panels. Not my problem. I don't make those decisions, but also in the email it states that they have 13 rooms with non-working smart boards or projectors. I'm quite puzzled by this because I've never been made aware of these issues. I email the principal and ask why these issues were never reported. She states it's because a principal from another school told her that everyone was getting panels soon. It's like a bunch of gossiping high school kids, which, as a lot of gossip does, contains wrong info. I ask her for a list of the 13 rooms. I start going through them. Now, at this particular school, they have smart boards with projectors in some rooms and interactive Epsons in others. Well, the big gripe from these people is nothing is interactive. This is where it gets fun for the reader or infuriating for me. The school over the summer had painting done. The painters and maintenance unhooked everything and placed it on the stage in the cafeteria. 
It's important to note that this school district has the worst communication in modern history. I was originally told the painting was canceled. Then two weeks later I arrived at the school to see everything taken apart. The district changed their mind. I was never informed. This means I wasn't in on the dismantling of the equipment. They paint the school over the summer. I asked the office people when will the painting be done. They say they'll let me know when it's done. As you can guess, they didn't. The principal instead had everyone install all of their own stuff. Oh my gosh. Here's the kicker. They also decided that everyone would change rooms. That's fine. If you put the computers back in their original spots, no. She then told them to put a sticky note on their PC, then take their PC to their new room. Thus, if you took your PC out of a room with a smart board and put it into your new room that has an interactive projector, it won't work because it doesn't have the software or sometimes the proper cabling and vice versa. So Monday, I have a bunch of work to do. Now for vodka. I just love it when people decide to make their own decisions when there's a protocol in place. I mean, in the U.S. at least, I don't know where this was. I'm assuming in the U.S., but I could be wrong. But in the U.S., I don't know of any school district where the principal has the power to start moving computers and stuff around on their own or telling teachers to move their computers and stuff around. Usually IT has to have a hand in it somehow, some way, so that things don't get mucked up. This is exactly why IT doesn't teach and teachers shouldn't touch IT. Hey, if you guys enjoyed this video, do me a favor. Click this video here. I think you're going to like this one too. See ya.